Welcome to podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Welcome to podcast 2187. And we have us three here between me, Jared, and Mark. And I'm here this time. I, I keep referencing the episode that I wasn't here because that was a highlight in my podcasting career because it's the only time that I haven't been on a show. <laughs> and it felt very odd listening back to it, but at the same time, it was kind of awesome in, in a way. It's hard to explain. I recommend it. Everybody who has a podcast do it sometime. Like, as broad as you put that, like a, a pedant could like argue that you just said you've never m- missed another episode of any, that you're secretly on every other podcast recording ever oh in existence if you have have any show (laughs) i mean it'd be easy for a robot to do that right it's true you hack yourself in yeah nobody knows what you're doing it's on a frequency humans can't hear but if you've been listening to whatever like no matter what it is some informational dry like statistical podcast tim's there he's telling you something you just don't even know it yeah and if there's a podcast that you don't like out there i probably tried to fix it for them but the owners wouldn't let me so also, Mark and I's ongoing effort to figure out what Tim does. I think there was a break in it today. We're pretty sure he's a robot that works for the CIA. <laughs> uh, maybe he's one of those NSA ro- uh, robots that records everything we say. Uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't remember how you guys came to that conclusion, but I'm entertained, so sure. Uh, although, actually, by me saying sure, I think I just negated my own point. Yeah, you, you put a stop to that. Yeah, well. Anyway, we do have some Star Wars that's happened in the past week, and it's something that we can gladly discuss so let's start with the main thing you know there was a while there where every week we were just basically a rebels podcast because that's really all we had to discuss for like an entire summer or something and for now we're we're kind of in a similar situation because we don't have another star wars movie until episode nine in a year so right now we're going to get to discussing the latest episode of resistance and i I know you said the name of the show but I think maybe Mark is silent because we haven't introduced anybody. <laughs> well, okay. So God rest ye merry gentlemen. <laughs> Can we just carol all uh, episode? It says the season. No. no are we? Cannot. Are we? During this Christmas season, are we the three wise men of uh, Star Wars podcasting? No, we are not. <laughs> God rest ye merry gentlemen. I just remember when I was really little and I was trying to figure out how Frankenstein was involved because I thought that the gifts were gold, Frankenstein, and myrrh. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know what myrrh is, but I want to hang out with that king because, like, that's, that's, like, awesome. That's, and it makes sense, like, that Jesus would have uh, the gift of resurrection. Like, what is all, myrrh? It's all in there. I, I believe it is like an oil. Oh. Like, it, you yeah. could put it in your salad? <laughs> I, I, I I'm pretty think, sure not. I, I do not believe it is that kind of oil. Okay, well, what did people do with oils like that in the old days? I mean, I, there's only a certain type. You, you, I know you. What do you, I, what do, you do with it? I think I, I could be wrong, but I, I believe that that's the one that had to do with burials. Um, oh, like it was used as throughout history as a perfume, incense, and medicine. Mixed with, wine, mixed, mixed with wine, it can be ingested. I mean, that sounds Oof. like any, that sounds like anything. <laughs> like we, we eat and pass gold and don't absorb any of it. it doesn't it's basically formaldehyde. Yeah, it doesn't kill you. <laughs> if you mix it, uh, just a little bit of wine doesn't kill you. It just isn't good for you. So we God have a new episode of Star Wars Resistance. Gentlemen. And uh, we're going to have 
the discussion be largely between Mark and me, just because we're the two to have seen it. And I guess we can go ahead and just, when we discuss it, Jared, if you have any thoughts, it can be interesting from someone who has not seen it to kind of, you know, bounce that off. Because I don't know like, how many of our listeners have or have not seen it. Like a Star Wars resistance uh, archaeologist just piecing it together from hints and pieces. All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got Sherlock Holmes covered. Let's get uh, Indiana Jones covered with you, too. I'm I'm related to him. <laughs> so, all right. Well, the first thing is, Mark, overall, I, I know we've had various discussions over the past few weeks about Resistance, but based off of this latest episode, as an individual episode, what did you think? Thumbs up. Yeah? yeah. Way up? High up. High up, because my girl Phasma was in it. <laughs> a lot although although you know i started taking pictures of it and then i realized that nobody wants to see me uh tweet this out under podcast 287 but she stands around in multiple shots with her hands on her hips a lot like she'll walk um, and then she'll i didn't notice her, that oh just rewatch it you'll be like really wow she does that and she <laughs> surveys and talks to people and then she walks the next and hands on her hips I was like yeah hey, give her a gun do something. I don't know. And she's got that cool, like spear javelin dealy in a in eight. Why not give her that thing and walk around with? Well, and I'm we down. discovered we discovered her aim isn't better than the rest of the stormtroopers. Oh, yeah, that's disappointing. I mean, they they're literally down like a hallway, and a, a short hallway type of bridge thing, and they still can't get them. Even Phasma. That that was that was the high point for me. Um, my concern is though is that they're really muddying the waters on uh, who BB-8 belongs to because wouldn't you think yeah. wouldn't you think Jared that if BB-8 I'm sorry not BB-8 Kaz and Poe go on a mission and bring BB-8 and droid number one who would BB-8 ride with you'd think Poe right should be he hasn't seen his buddy in a while here, you, you ride with me. Let's talk. Instead, he's riding with Kaz. But then one part in the scene, he's walking down a hall. You know, when they separate, he separates with Poe. Kind of reminds sure. me of this time that my ex-girlfriend and, and me and her ex-boyfriend went to Not Scary Farm. And she got scared and she was holding both of our hands. And I didn't stand for that and I left. I think at some point, Poe needs to say, look, you need to choose. You're not going to be everybody's droid. You're my droid. We're pals. There you go. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm on board with this anti-BB-8 uh, rant. I, as a, I believe I am on record from very early on in this program and other uh, documentation. He is the normal to R2-D2's Garfield in that he actually has a personality. He doesn't just sit there and bat his eyes and tell us to think he's cute. Um, no, I do like him a lot more after episode eight, but Overall, I'm still on the. I'm not still convinced. I'm I'm unconvinced on uh, BBA, and they. Ju- I'm not gonna like him just because they tell me to like him. And uh, I think Mark has, over the past several episodes, laid out a very basically uh, airtight, bulletproof, uh, impossible to argue case to illustrate that BBA has no loyalty, and he is the least loyal droid we've ever encountered. Uh, sure, he's talented and helpful and pretty lucky, but uh, at this point. Uh, when it comes to loyalty, you got R2, you got C3PO. That guy trusts IG-88, I think, over him. <laughs> uh, IG-88 took over the Death Star. Two. That's right. 
That's that's Yo. right. You could depend on him to be a Death Star. Can, can, yep. can I depend on, on BB-8 to be a Death Star? I can't depend on BB-8 to hang out with his best friend when he needs him. So yeah, I'm, right. Because so because so far, you know, I don't know what happened pre uh, Resistance, but so far we see him, you know, pretty much cozying up to Kaz, Poe, um, Ray, Finn, kind of, kind of Rose. Yeah, even even Rose DJ a little bit. He became friends oh, with DJ. Yeah. Like, immediately he's like, Hey buddy, well, I'm friends with you. <laughs> he went he went gambling with that one guy. No, guy, R2, guy R2 stuffed D2, him full of full of money. R2D2 is like likely to electrocute you and just run right over you. Like if you're a stranger. He does not make friends with everyone he meets because he's he's uh the one one man droid. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say honestly that that in the Star Wars universe, BB-8 is probably more dog than R2's a cat. R2's a cat, probably. No, I, I but mean, just because, just because, like my dog, anytime somebody comes to the door, oh, 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 oh and she's excited, and <laughs> you know, it's like, look, they could be a robber. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I knew a lot of dogs. Like my my the Labrador I had growing up. That's totally. Yeah, BB-8, my dog's a golden retriever. BB-8, so BB-8 is that is that is that dog specifically? I mean, yeah, yeah, but there are some who are so territorial too, and defensive. You know, no, they don't like oh, other yeah. dogs. I mean, it's just a different. Okay, type so of dog. so let's put it this way: then BB-8 is the retriever of of the dog family, the Labrador Retriever, the Golden Retriever, that the dog that just you know basically you have if you walk up to it, they will let, roll over so you can rub their belly. Whereas right. uh, R2 is Bonita, the poodle that uh, bit Blake the first several months that it was living at <laughs> home because it, it takes a long time to warm up to new people. <laughs> there you go. Well, but I, I see your point, Mark, though, because BB-8 is kind of bouncing around a lot with different people. Bouncing and- around? Great ball joke. <laughs> He's bouncing around with a lot of people in this. <laughs> I'm sorry, and... Tim. I know it, it wasn't even last week, but I just missed you getting a chance to give you guff all the time. I'm um, one, week, one week behind. No, well, but like like you said, when Poe and Kaz are on a mission, theoretically, BB-8 should be with Poe. And he wasn't. Poe had a separate droid. Like, it would make more sense for BB-8 to be with Poe and Kaz get a different separate droid. But no, but and no, overall though, by the way, this episode was the first one, or let me rephrase. I have paid the most attention to this episode since the first. Yes. Just because it it the story the way it worked, the storyline, the way the dialogue went, and just, overall everything about it just held my attention in a way the others haven't so far. And yeah, it I think was less joking. Not only that, but it was also felt more like star wars and not just because of poe and phasma and whatnot in it but just the way that the story progressed seemed more like a snapshot of a star wars event correct i agree interesting yeah no i I thought it was great i I actually thought the the second droid was gonna die because he was largely red so i was hoping Uh... he'd be like a a red shirt from from star (laughs) trek and just you know die but it didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> no that's in- interesting you mentioned that tim like without having seen it it makes you wonder if there's something some quality in the way they're pacing it where like the ones that do move the story the story forward that makes it does feel more star wars to you 
if those things don't come along with when they do have the main characters from the movies in there. Like, if they're not going to be hand-in-hand. If they had done the same thing and give it, made it Jaeger instead of Poe, story-wise, I still would have liked it. I mean, you don't have as much of a personal connection with Jaeger as I do Poe just because of, you know, movies. But this, just the way it is written, the way the story went, felt more like what happens in Star Wars than we've gotten so far. And, and they, kind of, they kind of lay a little bit of groundwork for some things that, that I was confused about. Not necessarily confused about, but but uh waiting on well because they mentioned that that uh maybe this will convince the senators you know that that something's going like the first order is you know going to be a problem and and leia says something along the lines of well you know the the, a lot of the senators are selling things to the first order so they're going to turn a blind eye yeah so it's like okay well so then you can kind of see why they're allowed to grow Obviously, they're probably paying some kickbacks. They're buying things, you know. They're just like any organization does when when they're, you know, they're not necessarily on the side of good, especially in the real world. You know, you you bribe the people. You you know, give them extra cash here and there. So yeah, you, you start to say, okay, I get it. So it provides a little bit of an interesting backstory, or, or a little bit of uh, of uh, you know fluff to to the the story that we've already come to know. So I thought, I thought it was really good. Yeah. And just like I said, overall, it just, it kept my attention, kept me interested. And for the first time since the first episode, I wasn't, I, I didn't find myself trying to do other things or thinking about other stuff or whatever. I was just all about watching this episode. I agree. And then the, and we finally get to see the, I don't know, red Baron, basically a little bit more. Yeah. We get to see his ship. We get to see some tie fighters and, and we get to, you know, we're out in space. Good Lord. When's the last time we were in space? First episode, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a while there. I mean, what is, what is Star Wars without space? Just, it just, it felt war, right. Wars, man. It's just wars. <laughs> You're right. Well, but yeah, but, and again, this, cause this felt more like a main story as opposed to a side arc of, you know, the, three lost children and you help them find their parents you know this was more of a star wars storyline so you're saying this is the a this is the a story not the side missions that's how it felt to me much more than and this this episode is what i was hoping when they announced you know star wars resistance i'm like all right this will be cool it'll be like you know some laying some groundwork for the resistance leading up to force awakens right and this felt like the first episode really to kind of start that right instead of like you know Kaz and friends it was more actually star wars resistance and apparently there, there's uh shorts now on starwars.com i think possibly youtube uh resistance shorts that are not just taken from you know episodes they're designed as little shorts so okay i, well, I haven't seen them yet like speaking of the shorts though that also kind of takes us right over to Star Wars was a galaxy of adventures. Yes. Right. Isn't that what it's called? So I know you told us to watch them and I did. There are some that came out this weekend. I saw like one of them, not the other three or however it worked out, but I saw all the ones from up till then. And like one of the most recent ones. And I'm like, you know, they're better than they should be. Honestly, <laughs> like, really. Yeah. 
and th- like I said last week, the animation style for this is more what I was expecting Resistance would be, and obviously it, it didn't work out that way. But it looks awesome. the The way it is, it's very simplistic, but that's part of what's so cool about it. You know, they're just like little exciting um, ways to relive and re-experience in a different way what we love about Star Wars in the first place. That that's just kind of how it struck me. It's absolutely that's absolutely what it is. You know, especially the one. Uh, what is it? Uh, did you see the one? Did you see the Luke Skywalker uh, and Emperor Palpatine one? No, that's the most recent one to come out. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, there's a few more. There's a few more that came out with that bunch. But so that one, what's interesting about it is while they're in the throne room in in you know Palpatine, they're they're not trying to hide certain things for for sure for these kids. They're not trying uh-huh. to let you know. They're definitely spoiling some things. Like but, like the uh, Rogue One, Vader well, yeah. scene. Like that's yeah. there. It's just a recreation of that. Or or even where this one is is the Emperor talking, and then while he's talking, you see a f- a flashback of him as a senator, and you know whispering nice. in Queen Amidala's ears, and doing all that, and, and it's really cool. Uh, yeah. They're like a minute long. Yeah, put them on and watch it. They're fun. For real, and. and- if nothing else, you can appreciate the artistry of the animation because, again, it, it is a little little bit different from the rest right now, and uh, it, it just it, there's it's really cool the way it's done. I think, and it's not going to hurt you to spend like all in all, you can get through all of them in what fifteen minutes, maybe. All that they've released so far, yeah, I think there's eleven yeah. total, maybe. Yeah, so like no more than fifteen minutes because some are over a minute, but some are like fifty something seconds. So. Well, there's, there's, there's obviously uh, off the top of my head. There's the Rogue uh, one, Vader one, which is really good. There's also one that describes what the Empire is set to the Imperial March uh, yeah. with Darth Vader. Yeah. There's uh, what is there? There's a Luke Skywalker versus a Wampa. There's yeah. an inter- there's an introduction to Han Solo. There's an introduction to C-3PO and an introduction to Leia, Luke. So they, if kind of they're slowly introducing the main characters, I imagine there'll be ones that are more prequel centric. Uh, they haven't though. The one thing that they haven't spoiled that I've seen, they haven't spoiled that, that, uh, Vader is Luke or Leia's father that I haven't seen yet. Yeah. And I don't know if they will. I don't know what the situation is. Well, and that kind of brings me to my next question for you is beyond the obvious of this being on the YouTube channel of star Wars kids. What other type of motivation, if any, do you think they have to create and produce and publish these minute-long snippets? I think flat out the reason is is that if because here's here's the thing where I work at, at you know I see kids all the time you know I work in retail so I see uh-huh. kids all the time just while their parents are shopping or whatever these kids are glued to their to their parents' phones or their tablets and they're watching you know animation what i uh-huh. rarely ever see you know baby geniuses or whatever that these kids are watching they're always watching something ridiculous something that i loved watching when i was a kid but it's everywhere now um so i think the idea is you know capture the kids where they're at kids are obviously watching youtube a lot of people are watching youtube now you know my son my 15 year old i don't think he ever really watches you know network television he's always watching something on there you know, and I think you get these kids to watch these minute, two minute things that are interesting. And perhaps, you know, they they ask their parents, 
you know, uh, I want to see Star Wars, or perhaps their parents see what they're watching, hopefully, and say, oh, let me show you this. And they throw their kid in front of the TV for two hours with Star Wars. So I think the idea is just, you know, really capture the kids where they're at in a style that they like. Um, Because anime has been huge with, I think it's bigger than when, certainly when I was younger. Uh, I think, well, there's just less of a stigma now. Like, it's normal to the point where, like, there's been American shows that are heavily influenced, if not just outright trying to emulate it and they've been successful where in the past i think that wouldn't have flown as much and there was definitely like a western and eastern kind of animation and uh also i think uh what you're saying is totally right i think that the whole reason they're doing them like this is the same reason they did the uh i mean beyond being a toy commercial the uh forces of of, uh destiny or whatever right uh i think they want to make something for an audience that isn't getting it from rebels or resistance or the movies because kids don't watch shows or movies as much as they consume short clips of things on YouTube. So right. making them easily and di- easily digestible and an animation style, but that appeals to them. It makes sense. And while I haven't seen uh, all of them, uh, I've seen a little bit of it and the stuff that I have, uh, one of the ways it feels different than other cell shading animation stuff is because it is, it feels like it's using that, but it, there's something about it that uh, blends in with 2D animation more so, and it almost reminds me of a Disney... I think it was a Disney short. Maybe it was a Pixar short. You guys remember the one Paper Man? No. Not off the top of my head. You guys should look that up. It's it, it, it's done with computers, but done to look like 2D animation, and this looks like almost like that. And I, I, I dig it a lot. Like I think it's really great so far. Well, but so what you're saying though is kind of what I'm trying, like what I mean when I'm saying um, beyond the point of them being on YouTube, Star Wars Kids, you know, what other types of things beyond just trying to get their attention, this is that generation and whatnot. Like, for example, on pretty much all of the videos, the top comment underneath is about some type of more full series or more than a minute long or just like full grown adults wanting more from this because of how great they are. So is that an unintended side effect or is there a certain level of them testing the waters? I don't, I I think no matter what, we're going to get a lot of things. Obviously I think they looked at forces of destiny and saw that there is, there is a a large number of people watching this because while, while the actual, the actual merchandise didn't sell huge for Forces of Destiny. I mean, mm-hmm. Star Wars in general is down, period. So um, I, I think I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of these little animated you know, bits. Obviously, look what they're doing with, with Star Wars Resistance uh, right now with the little animated bits. I mean, they did it before in the past with, uh, with um, Rebels, but it just feels like it's going to be a common occurrence as we go forward. Um, yeah. And I don't really have a problem with it. I would like, you know, I'd love to see, I really would love to see a, uh, you know, an animated series with, with the original trilogy cast. You know, preferably set after Return of the Jedi because it's something new and fresh and, and it would be actually fun. But who knows? They may be waiting until after, you know, episode nine to even start rolling that kind of stuff out. And I think we will get that type of stuff eventually. But I think in the meantime, it's very easy to just pump out these minute, you know, you don't expect the animation to be stellar, even though this is fun and, and different for Star Wars. But I think it's 
pretty easy to pump this stuff out right now and, and to get an audience watching it. So right now, the way that Lucasfilm is or has and is handling the animation of their franchise, we've gotten like the the more 3D style with Clone Wars and Rebels and Forces of Destiny and Galaxy of Adventures being more of a, a 2D in the original uh, Clone Wars series 2D. Uh, what avenue do you think Star Wars has left to explore in an animation field? Or in, in a sense of animation? I don't... Uh, it's hard to say, because even though... Even though mm, <laughs> I, I think... No, there is... I have no clue. I have no clue. I, I would like to see them go a little bit more certainly adult with some of their animation. I like to see them return to Clone Wars style, even uh-huh. though Clone Wars was, you know, uh, sort of caricatures of things with the aliens and, and creatures and whatnot is pretty dead on, you know, and, and I think Especially they toned, the more it went. Yeah. I think they also toned down a little bit. Some of the marionette type uh, looks of characters as they, you know, yeah. redesigned the models. Right. I, I, I that, that, that's easily my favorite look of, of all the animation uh, that Star Wars has. Do, do you ever Clone think Wars. that they'll get to a point where they have a, a series or something that is animation, but done to look realistic and not be a style? Oh, one day maybe, but I don't, I hope, I hope not. <laughs> you mean like, you mean like Ralph Bakshi type of stuff? I don't know, but you know what that's, I'm talking about? that's like rotoscoped. Yeah. Is it, do you know what, you know what we're talking about, Tim? No. It's the hand drawn for the most part. Now they do it CGI too, but like hand drawn, but uh, basically making it look realistically proportioned and basing it heavily on photo or even film. Yeah, um, like what got me thinking that is right now with EA and Dice, they're putting a lot of work, and this is in a game sense. But with Grievous and Obi Wan just came out for Battlefront, and honestly, I haven't even done it yet. It's supposed to be great, but. You know, and they put a lot of effort into trying to make that look as realistic as they can. Even still, you know, it's animation. Grievous looks great. You know, Obi Wan looks pretty good. You, you know, still animated. Oh, so you're talking? You want Final Fantasy movie type? Yes, that's what he's talking about. Right. I like, think that we're never going to we... get to that point in our okay. in our lifetimes. I don't think because as good as that stuff is, you know, like even the young Tony Stark or whatever, or young uh, Kurt Russells aren't perfect that we get, and they're basing that on starting with something and they've tried to do it in the past with like CGI stuff. I remember with the, um, uh, there was some big commercial campaign, I think maybe in Europe with, uh, um, with Audrey Hepburn. And I don't know. I, 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 I I feel like replicating real people like that. They're going to get to that point at some point, but I don't know. I think we're farther away from it than we want to be. But I just can't think of any other type of style right now that is really in existence that well, they a ton. aren't pursuing. There's a ton. You don't. You don't have. We haven't seen the. They haven't gone super cartoony yet. You haven't seen like a, a Minions or an Ice Age style, nor have you seen a flat out Pixar style. Um, okay. I'm not. I- in our current Disney phase, true. But lest we not forget. Uh, Ewoks, the series, right, right, yeah. But I, I'm talking, I'm, but I'm, I'm talking CGI. 
Yeah, no, that's no, no, that's true. Uh, like, like I do want a Penguins of Madagascar series of Ewoks, like stuff, basically. Like, what that would be not? fun. Or like, man, I, I, I want that little guy who became friends with uh, BB-8 who thought he was a slot machine. I want that guy back. <laughs> <laughs> I want the two of them to have adventures together. Since we know BB-8 will hang out with anyone. <laughs> yeah, for real. I've watched a cartoon about them just gambling around. Okay. <laughs> well, and that, that made me realize, like, who is the one person BB-8 would, like, refuse to do anything with? Like, like a good guy he would refuse oh, to do Oh, I was going to say Kylo with. Ren's the obvious answer. Yeah, yeah. A good guy? Like, for example, Snap Wexley. Oh, there's oh, no way he listens to Snap Wexley. <laughs> no, him and Snap Wexley have pounded back a couple, I guarantee it, at the Resistance, at the resistance Bar. A couple of cans of oil. Your well, efforts to make me dislike uh, BBA are only uh, <laughs> only more and more successful. I mean, probably BBA is just like stuck listening to him, and he keeps trying to roll away. And Snap would be like grabbing him back, like "Listen, Droid," <laughs> as he keeps drinking more. When I was your but age, they'd still hang out, huh? Like Snap would be like, "When I was your age, yeah." When I had a droid named Bones, he didn't keep trying to walk away from me. He was loyal. <laughs> Shot a lot of people for me, too. <laughs> I would like to see Mr. Bones make a comeback. No? Okay. That's from, from the nefarious Chuck Wendig's uh, books. I, I know Chuck, there was a while he was Chuck popular Wendig. for like two months, and then it just kind of went back to nothing. Whoa! Is he like Traitor? I know. I, I think that of. both I think both those guys have longer still like Bones a lot, but I've not read uh, those books, so I don't have any any real opinion on it. I think the pictures I've seen, he looks kind of cool. The custom paint job, Clanker, looks cool. Yeah, Tim. So, I'm trying to come up with something. So, buttons, Tim. (laughs) Um, How about that performance by Oscar Isaac in Resistance with voice acting. Uh, I assume it was top notch. (laughs) (laughs) Are you trying Uh, to pad the episode? Kind of, but still keep it Star Wars relevant is the key. There's lots of stuff we could talk about that's Star Wars relevant. I have have something in mind that's not even a little bit. You know, one of the things that, that I saw somebody point out, I think it was uh, Pete, uh, the Pete Awakens on Twitter. Um, Marvel was marketing that new uh, Darth Vader book, the one that has pretty interesting picture of Darth Vader riding a, a, a horse, for lack of a better term, with a giant shield that has the, uh, the Galactic Empire insignia on it. But they're marketing Vader as an anti-hero they even use the term anti-hero in the description what do you guys think about that that doesn't seem right to me or like a good like an actual reading of him really yeah he's definitely not an anti-hero yeah i don't think he is like any heroes become something different than it meant originally but even originally it's just kind of neutral it's not it's not villainous it's much easier to make that argument for anakin than it is vader Agreed. Very much agreed. Yeah, but this, I is, feel like, this is Vader in a suit. Vader. I do feel like in the comics, they, they they try to, at least in the first series, not in the second one where it's the beginning of him being Vader, but when it's post A New Hope, 
they try to kind of give it that little bit of a anti-hero tint, you know, tinge to it because he realizes that spoilers for uh, like what three, four year old Cox, <laughs> uh, that he, 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 uh, figured out that Luke was his son, that he had a son and that he didn't actually kill Padme, that the, that it, he had the, like all these series of flashbacks and this really great scene in the comic where he was like, Oh, like I got played and I think that you're supposed to kind of root for him a little bit more after that moment. But at the same time, it's like, dude, it's been 19 years. You didn't once think like, well, there's nothing fishy, but Uh, but again, that brings us to the separation of Vader versus Anakin. Cause when he's thinking back to the Padme incident with all that, that's thinking back to Anakin era. Yeah, it is. So and it's like, and that's the only way they can even get us to think of him as an antihero in that situation was to bring back Anakin, which is a really good point on your your end. So, like I, again, I feel like you have to just distinguish the separation between the two because they are separate characters that are intertwined significantly. But the way is they're that written, why they it, have two names, Timothy. <laughs> I like it. I like that. It is. That's why they're separate characters. Two names. Yeah. I thought of a way to connect my uh, my totally off topic thing to Star Wars. If uh, sneak it in later, like if only I could like send looks through podcasting. Do you not like being called Timothy? No, no, no. It's not that as much as it is like I had a train of thought, and then it just went oh, out the window. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's spelled Tim Zero Three as well. But uh, oh, gotcha! I see what you did there. It's Tim O Three. Yeah. Tim's upset because I broke his concentration. Well, guess Since- what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh! Go ahead. Now we got to delete the time. stuff. Then. Check the time. So, uh, since w- the time that you're recording, you'll have to go back and delete. Um, my, my off-topic thing was: so I was reading about this old Daredevil villain. This is one-time bad guy. He was a butler who had been uh, he'd, he'd been a, a spy, and he turned on his criminal master. But uh. His name is a Star Wars-esque name. His name is Waylon Feepers. And that's the best mm-hmm. villain name of, any, of anything <laughs> ever. And now I'm outraged that there's not going to be another season of Daredevil because we're never going to get the Marvel Cinematic version of Waylon Feepers. <laughs> Did you see the stuff that I tweeted under our podcast 2187 account about why? Um, okay. Well, I'm going to look it up now. <laughs> Basically, this this guy in the know went into detail about why um, I see why why shows like uh, Daredevil were not renewed. And, and bottom line is, is that initially, you know, you, you always have a, the law of diminishing returns. So the season three, for the most part, is not watched as much as season two, season one, etc. Even if season three is superior, and with Netflix, Netflix grabbed onto this Marvel deal in the beginning when they didn't have content well now they've got content yeah now they don't need marvel they don't necessarily need marvel thing is is that one of the critiques obviously and we've had it as a podcast one of the critiques is that a lot of this is fluff the pattern yeah right and marvel charges by the episode so apparently what had happened is netflix wanted to reduce the episode numbers like we don't need 12 episodes of Daredevil, I want eight. And Disney and Marvel were like, well, no, it's 12. Like, over my dead body. <laughs> right. And so they went, well, we're just going to pass then, you know? So, 
and, and the stuff's not leaving. It's not going any. From what they said, it's not going anywhere else. You, it, suddenly, we're not going to see these three seasons unless Disney pays out Netflix. We're not going to see these three seasons of you know. Uh, that's, what, that's what I read as well, and that and that uh, I think with like, like informed speculation and being in the know and just knowing the business, they were saying that it won't be like it was before, where Netflix will have a stranglehold on this stuff forever because they won't want they, they won't develop it later on. They won't revamp it. Most likely, they will let it return to Marvel, but it'll still be a few years before it's inactive and before that happens. So yeah. it'll be like it'll be like another three or four years probably. And they said when then it does happen. They're going to recast everybody and put them in movies, probably. You know, they're not going to. Right. They're not just going to port these guys over after a four-year break onto Disney Play, which it on one level is a bummer because a lot of those guys were perfect, but on another level is fine. So you could you could make an <laughs> argument, uh, and I'm sure somebody could disagree with me, but you can make an argument that that Power Man and Iron Fist as a group is a stronger movie than Shang Chi. You could argue that Jessica Jones is not as strong for a series as uh, Black Widow, or so the, or as a uh, Daughters of the Dragon might have been. Like, 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 there's all sorts of different. Oh, for sure, ways and, they could go with things, and that would have been a that would have been a great spinoff. You know, if, if you introduced it in the movies with Power Man and Iron Fist, you know, Here's for Hire and the Daughters of the Dragon or whatever, and then spun that off into its own own movie. It would be fantastic. So I, I don't think I think I think Marvel has a lot on the plate coming up. And and I was talking with I was talking with a friend about you know um, I think it was Ellie Kings Drew actually um, about what's coming. You know, and like oh they don't have a lot that they can rely on anymore. And then he kind of pointed out oh yeah dude they're getting Fox. So oh okay. right, yeah they're I mean Doctor Doom. If they could do a Doctor Doom correctly, that just opens everything up. I mean, we're just finally getting the scrolls now. You know, you're going to get Secret Invasion, possibly. You're going to get, uh, uh, you know, X-Men mel- melded with the Avengers. You know, so there's a lot of stuff that they can do. I just think, I think Netflix, as far as, I think anything, you know, I think Disney's, Disney is pretty much done with Netflix as, as a, as a partner in any sort of sense. There's really just no reason for them to keep a relationship at this point anymore. Yeah. I, I, and especially with them getting 51% of Hulu. now, I don't understand why they ever really went Netflix in the first place, but there's definitely no sense now. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a little bit off topic, but how dare there- you? <laughs> off topic well, i will n- i will not stand for this i never <laughs> have never will i've always said that <laughs> <laughs> but just just like the alternate perspective for this same argument how does netflix deal with, beyond their own content which i know they're they've got that covered they're running out of other because so much like between marvel and lucasfilm they, they were the huge attention getters between you know like dr strange and black panther and rogue one when these things came to netflix that was a big deal yeah, but I don't think I just think that they don't care anymore. Honestly, in general, like like their own stuff is just enough for them. Now? Their own stuff is what people I've found in my own life and in discussion and seeing seeing the general response. It feels like there's more excitement for Netflix original material than there is for any movie coming on to Netflix lately. Yeah, no, absolutely. 
Because if you're excited for that movie that's going on in Netflix, you either are already going to get it on iTunes yourself and or you've already seen it, you know, like, like, right. If you're excited for that property, if you're a big Star Wars fan, or a big Marvel fan, that's not why you have Netflix. And it never was. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, like those are cool things. But Netflix is isn't Hulu or Amazon, which I've noticed have stepped up their game. Amazon has so many great old things. Their interface is still the worst thing I've ever encountered. Oh, and, and, and Hulu is barely better. Uh, their interface, but <laughs> but they both like Hulu. I'm surprised. I'm like, wait, there's a movie that was out like really recently that I wanted to see. It's already out on Hulu. I'm like, oh crap! Like they've taken up that slack because they have less access to new te television because more and more networks are stingy, like cough, CBS, cough, cough. Like, geez, <laughs> those people are freaking insane. Their stuff takes forever to go on to Netflix or Hulu. Uh, none, so none of our new shows are on. Like, if you don't have cable, you can't watch CBS stuff unless you pay for their app, which is preposterous because it's like, what, there's two shows I want to watch? Uh, no Activity and Star Trek Discovery? It's like, oh, great. Two months a year, it's worth it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's yeah, like my my wife's like, I want to watch old episodes of the CBS show Big Brother, and I said, Well, let's tough. see. Star Trek, <laughs> yeah, Star Trek Discovery is coming on. It'll be probably ten episodes. So, like two months after that comes on, we'll rent it for a month, and you better binge it because then I'm canceling. <laughs> no, I'm the same way. It's like right now, I'm like, Oh yeah, that, I don't need YouTube bread because. There's no new, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai or Ryan Hansen solves crimes on television. And, and you know, and the other thing about Netflix is, is you know, Virgin, that's all I'm watching on watching new releases. Like, I just watched Outlaw King. It's Chris Pine, you know, Star Trek, Captain Kirk as Robert the Bruce. It's essentially, for the most part, it's almost like a, uh, um, a sequel to Braveheart. It doesn't have Mel Gibson in it, but it still like continues the story. And it's a Netflix exclusive. It's it's for Netflix. And it's really good. I, I thought it was great, as a matter of fact. And and every time I call my mom, she's like, Have you have you watched Buster Scrubs or Scruggs? Have you watched the new uh the the Western Buster Scrubs? It's like, Mom, no, I haven't watched it yet. There's other <laughs> things I'm watching first. And so I like Jared said, I think people are are not tuning it in for Oh, Black Panther's on it now, or Thor Ragnarok's on it now. They're tuning in for Netflix original movies and Netflix original series. I'm in the middle of Maniac right now with, uh, I don't know, who was those people? Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. Thank you. And, and made by, by uh, Carrie Joji Fu uh, Fukunawa, who did uh, the first season of uh, True, Detective? True Detective. That is so good. True Detective is amazing, and Maniac is like, I'm not sure I entirely understand what's going on, but I'm enjoying I it. I really liked it, but I felt it very much the same way. And I want to add that, like, while I, while I said it first, I think well, I completely agree with, with us, but I do think that, like, people are still excited for that stuff. Like, they still are like, hey, whoa, Avengers, uh, you know, Infinity Wars on it. That's cool. People are into it, but I see more excitement for stuff like Stranger Things or whatever, you know? like Right. And it's partially because of what they hype, for sure. Netflix is much more concerned about hyping us for BoJack Horseman and Voltron and everything like it and everything in between because that's what they are going to make their most most of their money on is the stuff that's Netflix properties. I think uh, Netflix is... Is Netflix the one that's getting uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe or, or Narnia? Maybe. I thought that might be Amazon. 
No, Amazon's getting Lord of the Rings. Yeah, they so, definitely are getting Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so everybody's getting their everybody's getting their thing, you know. And, and that's why I hope. Hey, Disney, you need Willow. Please, dude, <laughs> give us Willow. And a shout out again to George Lucas, who was just the, like, what a cool dude that his he became such good friends with. It was so cool to work Davis when he was like a eleven year old kid on uh, Return of the Jedi that he ended up uh, writing Willow for him because he first wanted to do uh Lord of the Rings and he couldn't secure the rights for it and uh ended up just making Willow up instead. And and, and every every streaming service needs a fantasy uh IPA. It's IPA? Every major streaming service needs to go into bottling and brewing their own IPA. Beer. Yes, yeah. they do. <laughs> like, why don't I have an orange is the new black uh, you know, lager? Why does that not exist? <laughs> and, and, and the good thing is, and I know this is kind of weird, is that with the streaming services, you're starting to see genres that may not be... That may not that may not work anymore in the movie theaters. So, for example, there's more and more westerns that you're seeing uh, on these individual streaming services because westerns, while they may not be box office success, a lot of people watch them on, on these shows. I mean, on these streaming services, and I think the individual like romantic comedies, romantic comedies aren't as big as they used to be. So, I think you start to see little ones here and there. You know, well, and on the they streaming have, service. some of them have been really big, like you said, yeah, on streaming services more than they have in theaters lately. Like, yeah, g- generally speaking, for sure. And just there's an opportunity for more stuff to get out there. Like, there's stuff that I'm sure did have a limited release or whatever, but there's stuff that is like small budget horror movies. Like, I think it might be called. It might be called 1984 or something. No, 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 no. Like 1983. I don't know. It's something like that where it's just the year, but it's something close to close to 1984, close to the classic George Orwell novel. But it's just this great horror movie. I think you'd really like Mark. It's on a or a thriller. It's on uh, Amazon, I think. If not Amazon, it's on Shutter. But it's just like a, a like very old school and like the even the music, which I don't know. I know it's not just. Stranger Things, but I always think of the Stranger Things music when I hear that really old school kind of synth 80s stuff, especially oh, in, a, in, a, in a movie that is about tween kids solving a mystery in like a thriller setting. I'm like, oh, come on, guy. Like, that, they're definitely influenced by Stranger Things. But no, that, that like there's just this opportunity with all these streaming services for a lot of content to get out there. And a lot of it is short films or films, but a lot of it is uh, serialized and, and, that's an opportunity we don't have in film. Like to have these long form stories that really have, you know, long form character development that we only really get, I guess, in what Star Wars movies and the big franchises that are either interconnected universes like like uh, Marvel or just really long franchises like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or whatever. I'm calling it now. We're getting a, a Hardy Boys Nancy Drew reboot somewhere. Oh man, they they should they need to give it to Roberto uh, Aguirre Sacasa, the dude who uh, Sabrina, does, yeah, does Sabrina and and uh, Riverdale. <laughs> See, I haven't, got, I, haven't, I haven't got there yet for Sabrina, but I hear it's like people watching going, "What? This is not what I was expecting." No, it's awesome. I think I think you might dig it. Like honestly, Riverdale is insanely stupid, but it is basically like popcorn teenage like Jared, uh, Twin Jared. Peaks. I watched every season of number one, 
Vampire Diaries. <laughs> number two, number two the like spinoff of the originals. I, th- I think I'd probably watch Riverdale. I'm trying to stay th- away from that stuff, though. I, th- I think you'd actually like it if you watched I know, that. I, don't I, know. I watched the first, I think, half of Vampire Diaries, and it is like, it, like two and a half seasons in, it is a full-fledged like 60s level comic book insane it's like oh this guy's got a ring that makes you come back from the dead but only sometimes and it's like oh come on give me a break like it's so, so complex and stupid it's like oh this guy's literally come back from the dead seven times that's yeah. his thing that's the thing that he does this defined oh, phasma character. <laughs> hey, not yet. nice 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 Not way to connect it yet. back to Star Wars. <laughs> uh, bravo, Tim. That was excellent. I, ch- I changed. I changed my header on the uh, on Twitter to Phasma. Oh, did you? Let me let I me did. check this out. Go ahead. Hold on. And I'm I was I was rewatching uh, I was rewatching uh, Game of Thrones with my wife, and man, that fight between between uh, Gwendolyn oh, Christie. Yeah. Um, Brianna Tarth and the Hound Sandra Clegane was brutal yet amazing. You, you did know. not tell me it was an up close shot at Phasma's eye, but yes. Well, not up. You can see her whole mask. Not the whole mask in the header. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> really? Like it, the top is the eyebrow area, and the what? bottom is no, just above the chin. No, no. Not on mine. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but so much just her eye. Well, but when you're <laughs> expecting like a shot of her walking down a hallway or something, you you're can't like, do whoa, that in long form. You can't do that in long form. Oh, Tim. yeah, you can. Yeah, you yeah, can. No, you just bigger sideways. Yeah. Man. No, 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 no. no like, that's more than a landscape shot. That's more than 70 millimeter, Tim. <laughs> landscape that's like, shot. That's like 180. Bigger 180 sideways. millimeter. I mean, it's not that hard. <laughs> Tim demands a sideways phasma. You know, Tim, you can go screw yourself. <laughs> I think that's, that's still PG. That's the episode name. <laughs> no, that's totally. You could say that on a Disney Channel show. Yeah, the yeah. thing is, yeah, is I, that, they I don't would understand. I don't understand why everybody wants Phasma not to be in it. Makes zero sense. Honestly, like again, I on my gut, my not my gut, my immediate instinct is to agree with those people. But whenever we talk about it, I always find myself agreeing with you. I think I think I finally cracked it. What are we? What are you arguing? The people who are arguing against Mark and who say no, Phasma shouldn't come back because what? It betrays the reality of Star Wars, where we believe a puppet, where people can be telepathic, where 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 the odds are always super convenient. She, she fell where, and died. Where a no. new hope, where R two happens to fall on that planet. Yeah, you know, like like oh no, they were going there. Like oh now we know. Like come on, guys, that's not how it was before. All the convenient lies and weird crap and contradictions that we 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 take and we we're fine with. I can understand not wanting it. Fine, don't want it. But to root against it, I don't know, man. I don't. I think it's a flimsy artic- argument because I don't think there is any reality to Star Wars. Uh, we we lost that with uh with Maul. Like like clinically, this is not anywhere at the unbelievability yet of Maul's return, and that happened. I don't care about the Force. We didn't see her get sliced in half. We saw her fall down a thing. That's happened before. <laughs> That's nothing. <laughs> like, 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 I just, I feel like Mark's right. I don't care. I, I just think I'm not trying to argue th- to make anyone want it, but it's re- it, Where does it come from? Why does it? Why do you root against it 
if it's because you want realism in Star Wars, I don't know what you're really asking for because that's nonsense. That really is nonsense. There's no level well, of realism in Star Wars. It's not, it's not most, a realistic thing. For most fans, what really confuses me, it's like, you know, we're all about uh, uh, inclusion and all that. The vast majority of fans are, no, we don't want that character played by a strong female to come back. It's like, okay, look, what do you want then? I think that they would. I think they're disappointed in how she's been used. The, the people who don't want her back, it. for sure. Then f- that's my I, point. Then fix it. Hey man, she, I should have gone out that way. I am with you. I'm. I'm with all this stuff. Like I. I heck. have her <laughs> jet pack in finger gun. Come to, <laughs> come to, come to Finn and be like, I am finally ready, and have it be an epic, you know, two minute, three minute brawl. And, and then, then she and finally dies. No, then she almost dies, and she's saved by Ahsoka. And they now they're going around using the time tunnel thing or whatever. It's like a yes. revamp of the of the show Time Tunnel, and just going out there saving all the people who've died for no reason who didn't need to die. Yeah, um, they can call the show big... Phasma Ahsoka. Yeah, or, or uh, Phasma and uh, and Ahsoka. And uh, they get yeah they get Biggs and they go back and they get Val from uh, the explosion and then Solo. They just save all these people who died for no reason. And uh, yeah, oh yeah, Por- <laughs> Porkins is right after Val. Because <laughs> Val Porkins Biggs. <laughs> yep, and they're like, what is it? The uh, uh, not necessarily. What was that that group in Marvel Comics right now? Which one? The Exiles. Yes, the ones who are like the, from, all from alternate realities. Yeah, because yes. they're all they're all saved. They're all from realities where they weren't supposed yep. to die. They save like, them uh, one second before they die. Who's the, what's the one? Um, is it Rose Burns? Uh, oh, actress Dorme? who exploded. Is, is she the one who exploded so that yeah. Padme could live? Yeah, yeah, save her, man. She was awesome. Like, like save some of our, our uh, ladies and gentlemen who've been uh, unnecessarily blown up. <laughs> That's what I say. And the guy sending them on missions can be like Seal Bibble. <laughs> he's, like the, he's like the man behind the curtain. Just oh, yeah, no, it's, like Char- it's like Charlie's Angel. They, they, they get it. Del- <laughs> and they all call him Bibble. B- Bibble's babies. <laughs> Should that be the name of the episode? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love me some seal Bibble. <laughs> Bibble's babies in the case of the cosmic mustache wax. <laughs> Yeah, I was taking the last uh, of, the, of, of, the, of all. Mustache wag. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna just suggest that Mark, you can go ahead and give however much you would like of a preview of what we have coming next week, because we're getting kind of close to being good for this week. So mm. being good for this being week. good. Okay, this is the on. nicest way Tim's ever been like, I'm sick of you guys. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. I just want to make sure that our listeners don't <laughs> no. drop off by now. You mean, you mean our special guest for next week? Uh, however much you want to handle it or however no, you want to get I, Hold on, I need to get him. Santa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Mark has Santa tied up in his basement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. Santa, come here. <laughs> Hold on. He's 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 uh giving me a little problem. What is it you want? Hold on. Hold on, he's going. Santa, just get on the phone. 
<laughs> hello. Uh, hey, Santa. Hello, Jared. How are you? Oh, you know, there's uh, ups and downs, strikes and gutters. What up, Santa? I, there's... Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Let me tell you right now, it might be some coal for you this year. <laughs> I've been watching you. Gary stuff. So yeah, listen, next week, next week, we will be having a conversation with some of our favorite guests. Would you say that they're like, hello, like, don't ever. <laughs> interrupt Santa Claus. <laughs> so next week on podcast 287 we're going to be having a conversation with some of our favorite guests ever Dasher. we're going to be asking them what would you like to see next Christmas in episode 9 what <laughs> would you like if you could choose to, and have Santa give it to you next Christmas in the final episode. That's next week on podcast 287. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Jared. What was your question? Oh, I was going to say uh, perfectly timed at the moment. <laughs> uh, would you say that they're uh, guests of podcast past? Oh, and podcast future, maybe. Mm-hmm. Hey, podcast yet, yet to come. Podcast yet? Oh, are you correcting me? No, I'm just uh, making it a little more. <laughs> better not. Better not. <laughs> what? what? I will just keep going by your house. <laughs> oh, Jared, you don't always have to be right, you know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> What's Mark okay. doing right now? Since you're in the same room. Yeah. I think he's in the restroom. Uh, it's weird. Oh, I never well, then see you gotta fill in, in for the him. same place at the same That's time. That's correct. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> I'll see you two next week. Or, or talk to you two next week. Oh, don't you see us whenever we're sleeping and when we're awake? <laughs> I've chosen not to watch Tim anymore. Hey, man, I get you. <laughs> Only so it's many. Hard. Uh, it's hard when a robot never sleeps. Only so oh. many CIA assassinations you can take before your no. stomach is turned. <laughs> That's not the things I see Timothy do. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've stopped watching that channel. Anyways, oh. well, Merry Christmas, everyone. I will see you next week. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Here, take the phone back. I'm done. <laughs> I like to think Santa just threw the cell phone into the restroom where Mark is. Like that's definitely, that's definitely right, what happened. So, anyways, I'm I'm here. I, I have a couple questions. Sure, go ahead. Where did he come from? And don't say the North Pole. I already said that Mark had him tied up. I know, but I need this information from Mark. Don't worry about it. Uh, Sam and, and I got a bond. We're tight. Tight. When you, when you say tight, listen. Oh. Uh, I'm not sure if Tim can grow a beard. I don't know. I only. Uh, I I have some idea of what his robot capabilities are as far as like a synthetic human appearance, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> but uh, Mark and I are, are aware of something that is uh, 
sometimes colloquially known as the uh, Brotherhood of Santa Beards or Friends mm-hmm. of Santa. Mm-hmm. Uh, work in malls or they just, you know, they basically and they inform on little kids. They help Santa's network and they communicate uh, through their beards with Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Basically takes you over like an exorcism sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, no, you can do that. It's like when uh, it's like when somebody like remote accesses your computer and they start moving the mouse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like with your soul, it's not fun. But Tim, don't, uh, don't ask about the magic, okay? Just let it be magical. Jeez. I mean, a question is. We just start asking how go to like, works, so yeah, that you understand how Santa goes down a chimney and comes back out the same as you know before he entered it when there's not physically enough space for him to like, like how he folds time and space do you need to hear about this well if he's willing to discuss it sure excuse me david copperfield <laughs> i don't understand how this works stop the show explain it to me tim on how you do your magic because this is ridiculous you made myself uh, uh, an educated you know Can, intelligent hey. human believe that the statue appeared ruin it for me can we just take a step back and realize that all I was asking is like how he just showed up? What's their relationship? I said he is hanging out at Mark's place. I jokingly I mentioned that he was tied up. That's clearly a joke. <laughs> they're, they're buddies. They hang out. Don't you worry about it, Tim. Okay, you, you got enough show now? <laughs> Not enough yet. I don't know. Ask Pringles. He's in charge of this whole thing now. What is, does Pringles think we have enough show? Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what voice I'm doing anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Pringles said the show's over. <laughs> Why did you wake up, Pringles? You're never supposed to wake up a sleepwalking intern. Everybody knows that. I'm snorting. Uh, well, I can't even do it. I don't even know what voice this is. Uh, show's over. Okay? Good night, everybody. Apparently, we'll be back next week with that guest and others, so... Listen out. It'll be worth it. it. Possibly Santa and Pringles the elf if, if I could pull it off. <laughs> it's not looking good. <laughs> I, okay. Okay. So I'm going to, uh, I'll find after this, you don't have to watch it right now, but I'm going to find a clip on YouTube that I'll send you that is exactly what you'll be doing next week. I might even post it to, to our account so everybody can participate in this. All right. Uh, it's what I expect from you next week. All right. Anyway. We'll be back next time. It should, if I remember correctly, it should be our last episode for the year next week, correct? Yes, is that right? so. It is correct. We have a lot of family obligations, unfortunately. And, and then... Fortunately and unfortunately. And then, when we come back after next week, we'll be three years old. Woo! It's weird. I mean, good. <laughs> but <laughs> It's magical, guys. <laughs> so weird, guys. So weird to be three years old. I almost don't even feel like I'm three. (laughs) Okay, bye.